On today's Locked On Bama, I'm going to welcome in John Garcia from SI.com and from the Locked On Family Networks and Podcast. He's just a great dude. He's a recruiting specialist, and there's been so much happening with Alabama lately. Got to have him on today to talk about what's been going on and what will be going on with the Alabama Crimson Tide. So let's get started. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein. That's normally him. But today it's John Garcia. We hit the upgrade button. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Luke. How about you? Doing great, man. Uh, well, let's just get right into it. Look, I was going to lead today with Caleb Downs. To me, that's the biggest news uh, outside of Arch Manning committing. I mean, Malachi Nelson's been committed forever to USC, Arch Manning to Texas for a while now. The, those, of course, and, and Nico, I am a lever. Almost there. <laughs> okay. Close enough. Uh, they're all, you know, those quarterbacks have all committed, and they're usually one, two, three, somewhere in that order. I thought Caleb Downs, the, he's the next biggest commitment to me. He's, he's, uh, Incredible. I think he could, if he weren't playing that position, I think he can make an argument for best player in the country. That's my opinion. We'll get to that. But I just saw some news. Keon Keeley will be visiting Alabama this weekend, and it's already got Notre Dame fans shook. <laughs> it should. Why, why wouldn't it, right? This is the prize, the crown jewel, the class headliner, whatever you want to quantify it as in the Notre Dame class. This is the guy, right? Uh, arguably the best pass rusher in the entire country, at least from an athletic profile standpoint, a guy who, you know, took down Arch Manning three or four times when they played last year with, with relative ease. This is the premier pass rusher in the United States. Been a long time Notre Dame verbal commitment. Alabama and Florida, kind of the two programs that have tried to hang around. Both of them got visits earlier this year. And now, obviously, big news is that Keeley is going to return to Tuscaloosa. And, and I think there is not only a sense that you've always got to watch out for Bama if you're a Notre Dame fan or, or any fan, right? If, if Bama wants your guy, keep an eye on Bama because Saban, the whole deal. But I think the fact that Keeley has now made multiple visits amid this kind of spark that Alabama is on, you know, from a recruiting momentum standpoint, we just wrote this morning at SI.com, the hottest teams in the summer right now and and we did it by conference and alabama edged everyone else in the sec and i think nationally uh, that would would be a challenge uh, to up, uphold uh, alabama as well so i i think the timing of it especially being the only visit weekend that that remains before the season gets going and he picks tuscaloosa instead of gainesville or south bend i think that says a lot about the interest that that keely has in the crimson tide and now he'll get more intimate time there's no football there's no practices there's no anything going on in town it's about recruiting for the next couple of days so yeah notre dame fans should be a little bit worried here okay so for those who don't know uh that maybe don't follow recruiting as intimately as we do keon keely tell so just tell us about him overall yeah, just a physical specimen, 6'4", 6'5", 245 pounds or so, just a rocked-up kid who looks like he's already playing college football. I think if you lined him up right next to Will Anderson, they would profile similarly, just from a height, weight, arm length 
standpoint. I'm not saying Keely is explosive or game-wrecking as Will Anderson because obviously that's the pinnacle of college football right now. Keeley's still uh, getting into his senior year of high school, but he is built in that mold of, of that new age edge rusher. And a lot of that stuff translates on tape. Electric first step uh, has really come into his own from a technical standpoint. He's got some bend. He's developing some polish and some counter moves uh, beyond just beating the guy in front of him with, with pure speed and explosiveness. And he's putting together a lot of production here in the process uh, at Berkeley prep uh, high school uh, there in the Tampa, Florida area. So yeah, he's become uh, kind of the the almost consensus premier pass rusher in this class. And he's been con- committed to Notre Dame for so long, but it tells you how valuable he is that Alabama, Florida, and many others are continuing to recruit him despite him saying all the right things and to this point doing all the right things relative to Marcus Freeman and the Irish. All right. I want to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across all Locked In College Network. And that's they are the sponsor of the John Garcia segment. So thank you, LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions may apply. Also need to tell you about Bet Online. Look, Bet Online is just awesome. It's fantastic. I use it. It's great. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports events, whatever you want, at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf, whatever you want, they got it at BetOnline.net. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have it all. They got you covered. Go to betonline.net today. BetOnline is where the game starts. Um, John, okay, so Alabama has been, I mean, arguably the hottest team in recruiting these last couple. It seems like ever since Peter Woods committed to Clemson, Alabama was like, okay, okay, we, we got to straighten this thing out. And they, they've done exactly that. Um, we talked about Caleb Downs a lot on yesterday's podcast, but your thoughts on it. I love him. I, I think he is everything you said and more. I think he is arguably the best football player in the country today at the high school level, whether you talk about the athletic profile, the explosiveness, the instincts, the IQ, the versatility in the secondary, you could legitimately rank him. We're doing our rankings here soon at SI. And I was talking to a confidant of mine last night and it was like, we could rank him number one corner number one nickel or number one safety in our projections and be okay with it. And that's just not something we say every day. The last guy who was kind of in that conversation where you're like, he's the number one guy, no matter what position is another Bama guy, Minka Fitzpatrick. He was one that we initially were like, that's a corner all the way. But then he was just so instinctive when he moved to safety that we're like, Oh, you got to bring him inside and just let him roam and have a a full 53 yards of, of lateral ability to make an impact. And I think we see a lot of that with Caleb Downs, the football IQs off the charts, the Twitch, the translation of, we talk about processing with quarterbacks going through their reads, the processing that he displays on tape for play diagnosis, run versus pass route tree, the pattern. I mean, he jumps passes so easily. There's just such a high floor with, with Caleb Downs that I think he's, He's as can't miss as it gets in this class, including Arch Banding, including any other quarterback you throw out there. He'd be among the first we talk about in the high floor can't miss scenario when, when we get to that point. Yeah, and that Minka is is a good comp. I mean, that's the one we've sort of been using. And um, I think we said all this yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Jimmy and me because yesterday 
uh, we said the same thing, high floor, high ceiling. And even though, look, we get it. I mean, if you're Arch Manning, if you're, you know, any of these other quarterbacks, you get an extra point. I mean, just like the quarterbacks get an extra point when the team wins. I mean, it's like this quarterback's undefeated. Well, I mean, sometimes that quarterback, no offense, is Jay Barker. And, I mean, he's just trying not to throw picks, you know, in 92. That's the only thing he has to do. Don't lose the game. And there's something to be said for that. But quarterbacks get, you know, too much credit and too much grief sometimes. So, okay, Caleb Downs, Jaleel Hurley, Tony Mitchell. I mean, you could make the case that it's already one of the best defensive classes in, in recruiting history. Kermani McLean was the, the, uh, the guy that everybody's asking about now. If Alabama can solidify him, they arguably have the top four defensive backs in this class, and all of them are five stars, at least by some service. Some of them by all services, but but all of them are five star on one service. Do you feel like Alabama is the leader for Cormani McLean now? I think it's really tight. You know, there's there's a lot of buzz about him going to Florida Friday night for, for their Friday Night Lights event. I'll be there, so I'll let you know, Bama fans, if he shows up. But look, his timeline has always been an extended one. He has never talked about making an early decision. So the the kind of He's a Lakeland kid, Lakeland, Florida. There is a bit of a pipeline to the Florida Gators there. But between the Gators and the Canes, that in-state feel is, is more talked about because those are two new coaching staffs. The Alabama angle is kind of the longstanding one. Absolutely loves T-Rob, loves Nick Saban. The development uh, that is uh, you know, proven at a school like Alabama absolutely has his attention. He talks about development in the NFL as really the deciding criteria. So you understand Corey Raymond in Florida, certainly being strong contenders there with his reputation, but you throw Saban in that mix at corner in particular, and it just holds a little bit different weight. So there is certainly a contingent of people in the state of Florida that think it's just a matter of time before he ends up in Tuscaloosa for good. I would say that Florida is probably the primary threat at this point. Um, so if he does reverse course on his timeline, maybe you keep an eye on the Gators. But if he sticks with I'm going the distance, signing day, all that, then I think Alabama's in an absolutely great position for Cormani because he's still got official visits to take. He's still got unofficial visits to take up to Tuscaloosa. So I do think that uh, there's still a lot ahead for Alabama to push. If it's got a lead, to push that lead even further for McLean, who will open up as the number one corner for us at SI when the rankings debut. He's in the running for number one overall. This is a, a freakazoid athlete. If Caleb Downs has the highest floor among non-quarterbacks in the country, Cormani's got the highest ceiling. 19 interceptions the last two years after transitioning from wide receiver. K kid doesn't even really know what he's doing from a technical standpoint yet, yet he's the most productive corner in America. So just, uh, just eerie what Alabama might be able to do in the secondary, even without McLean. I think this group has a lot of uh, unbelievable traits and they're all versatile, right? Tony Mitchell, free safety, but physical can play strong, maybe some nickel. Uh, I think Jaleel Hurley, extremely long, has some corner vibes, but also can probably play uh, with, with free safety range. Uh, obviously we talked about the versatility with downs, Cormani, same kind of deal there. So no matter how this class shakes out, it's going to be a whole lot of length, production, athleticism, and versatility, which is right what the doctor orders uh, for any defensive uh, secondary class. And you top that off where they got a commitment from Jalen Mbakwe the other day, um, yeah. you know, for the 24 class, which makes it even more ridiculous. But I'm going to tell you, John, you might be too young. I don't know. Anytime somebody says freakazoid, all I can think about is midnight star and reporting to the dance floor. So maybe Cormani <laughs> McLean will report to the capstone. So, um, 
Let's go ahead and take a break. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about two guys that may be committing to Alabama very soon. I know that's an awkward pause. I'm sorry about that. That is for that's for the audio podcast. That is not for the YouTube. But you know, sometimes we got to work it all in. Um, Yeah. All right, Hunter Osborne will be committing on Monday. Um, This is a guy that I've I've loved. I mean, I I think he's great, and um, I know he's you know borderline top ten in the state. But this year, borderline top ten in the state means you're probably in the top 100 125 players in the country. So I think he's great. I think it's a great pipeline for Alabama to keep open. And um, I, I was worried for a while there because it seemed like he was destined for either Clemson or Texas. And I know they've made his final list, but I certainly do feel pretty confident about him on Monday. Yeah, and I think it goes back to, you know, the strength of the position in the state. The D-line group in Alabama this class is ridiculous. To to miss on a player like Peter Woods and then have – in theory, Hunter Osborne as your rebound. I mean, that that is ridiculous. Any one of those guys would be a headliner in their own right. Uh, Osborne, a little bit of a different prospect, 6'3", 6'4", 250 pounds or so. You talk about physically well-built. I mean, this is – if Keon Keeley looks like Will Anderson, then Hunter Osborne looks like those guys after a year or two in the SEC. Hunter is built and, and well put together. Uh, and I think he's got some inside-out pass rushing ability still – not really scratching the surface of, of what he's going to be, but I think he's got a lot of long-term potential at the next level, and I think that's why Bama's kind of come back around on him. It seems like they were up and down earlier, like a year ago, six months ago, but now it does feel like he is a priority for the Crimson Tide. Uh, so I do think that will be enough to keep him uh, you know, from Birmingham, uh, head over west to Tuscaloosa, despite Clemson, despite Texas, uh, that, that has really you know made a strong effort uh, nationally in this class of 2023. Clemson on the D-line, especially with Peter Woods, Chris Bazina, some of the Alabamians that they have reeled in. Uh, but I do think Hunter Osborne is, is going to stay in state at the end of the day. I just want to state this publicly. I'm not giving up on Peter Woods to Bama until the two weeks after signing day. <laughs> I need two weeks after signing day to give up on that dream. Um, I still believe Alabama is, is in the thick of this thing, and hopefully uh, – that will work out. And I believe it based on some moderate knowledge and also just a, you know, fingers crossed kind of thing. Cause I think Peter Woods is fantastic. Same. You feel the same? Yeah. I, not only do Bama's, Bama's going to stay in that fight, right? I mean, you just, you just have to, right? He's for me, the number one player in the state of Alabama. I, I think he is, is the, has the highest floor in the state, whether he stays outside or moves inside down the line, depending on how he fills out just, a true game record. There's not that many big physical prospects that are so comfortable out on the edge and in space like he is. So yeah, the production is, is elite there. And, and I think, yeah, Bama's going to stay in that fight. So we'll see come, uh, I think December 14th is early signing day this year. So between that and Christmas, we'll, we'll get our answer with, with Peter Woods and, and yeah, you can't blame him for staying in the mix. And look, sometimes that's what it takes, right? We talk about big flips late in the cycle every single year. So um, it was shocking to a degree when Peter picked Clemson. So we'll see if Bama can counter when it counts most. Miles McVeigh is the last prospect we'll talk about out of East St. Louis. Look, all I know for sure is if you're from East St. Louis, you're going to be a dude. I mean, he's he's a dude. And and when you look at him, that is, that's a grown man. And um, I feel like uh, he's going to be committing to Alabama. I think it's August 
mid-August? I, I don't want to even say a date. Is it like the 11th or something? Yeah, I'll, I'll, let me check the DMs. They actually just DM'd me, invited me to the ceremony. Won't be able to make it if, if you're listening, Mr. McVeigh. But yeah, that will be uh, that will be a huge, huge situation to track. August 11th is, is the day that he is uh, going to come off the board here. So yeah, just about two weeks from now. Uh, yeah, Alabama's stolen some momentum here. I thought Oregon was kind of the initial pick. Uh, they they haven't done so well recruiting the offensive line, but Bama has, again, just kind of been on this run where you're just really not counting them out for anybody. Um, and, and I think they, they have a track record of, you know, let's be honest, an oversized interior prospect that they've been able to remold. You know, Deontay Brown comes to mind in terms of one of the most recent transformations that that Alabama's been able to make. I mean, Evan Neal was like 400 pounds at 1.2. So I do think that, type of body relative to knowing and having that self-awareness, hey, I, I need to trim down a little bit to be more effective. Seeing two proven commodities that are now in the NFL so recently absolutely has to help Alabama. And I think the new offensive line coach, Eric Walford, has really proven his mettle uh, pretty much right out of the gate once he got uh, got the gig in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and I think he's been able to win some some really big time, you know, one-on-one battles with programs that we thought were shoe-ins for some of these other old linemen that have committed to Alabama. So hard to bet against them at this point. And and to wrap it all up with the East St. Louis thing, absolutely. For those who don't know, if you're talking about programs in the Midwest, that one has produced as much uh, just raw athlete as any school in the entire region. And that's saying a lot because there's obviously some good football and football's in, in, the, in the culture and blood up uh, in that part of the country. So yeah, absolutely. Another good uh, kind of addition and, and feather in the cap stat. If you bring in an East St. Louis kid, it, it helps you going forward as well. You know, you were talking about shaping bodies and whatever. Have you seen the recent pictures of Jaheim Otis? Unbelievable. I mean, he might be the best example of them all because we, we dropped him out of the SI-99 because we went to the Alabama-Mississippi week, and he was 400-plus pounds, and we were, we were kind of disappointed. He, he wasn't participating in practices, kind of lethargic uh, in general. And then so we said, okay, you know, let, we're going to take the benefit of the doubt away here because that's just a lot to ask for a human mm-hmm. being in general. But, wow, if you would have told me that in November or December that he'd be, what is he, 340 now and – and kind of rocked up and 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 Jeez. nicely built. I would have said no way. Even have you ever work. heard of a? Have you ever heard of cool sculpting? I have. Yes. You know, there ain't enough freon in the free world <laughs> to cool sculpt him. I thought. I mean, when I saw him, I mean, I I loved him when when he committed because I, I was you know Terrence Cody vibes and you know sure. you're nostalgic for it. Um, but then I'm I'm like you. I heard report same reports at Alabama Mississippi. I usually go to that game and. Uh, my buddies were telling me about it. They were like, eh, don't know. And I was like, well, let's give him a chance. And, man, all I can do is give him a ovation and say, good 100%. Lord, man, what dedication, what kind of a – something clicked. Uh, right. And I don't know that they're going to be able to keep him off the field because if if he's been that good at that weight and then he drops – you know, he dropped he dropped a, a, a third grader. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? almost 100 pounds, yeah. yeah. So – um, it, it's a it's a big deal and and yeah you, you just brought that up and it, it boggles my mind because he hadn't been there that long and honest to God I would not have thought there was no way to do this um, for him just because you know you get there as a freshman you get on Alabama's campus 
I mean, sometimes you can sort of get caught up in the moment, you know, and you can also look around and say, well, I'm not playing this year, so I might as well have this extra Twinkie or whatever. And there's a whole lot of free food and good yeah. food, and it, it's there's really no limit there. So, yeah, it could easily stay that way or go the other way. So, yeah, it's absolutely a credit to Jaheim and, and the staff at Alabama. Yeah, I thought if you'd have told me in 24 months, okay, yeah, he's going to be, you know, 330. I said, okay, maybe, even yeah. then, maybe. But to do it in six or seven months, I mean, that is about as good as it gets. And another strong indicator that, you know, this this staff off the field is is just as good, which is uh, pretty scary. No doubt about it. John, you're the best, my brother. Appreciate it. And, um, you know, appreciate you squeezing me in today. I know it wasn't on your schedule, but uh, it's just kind of dude you are. Anytime for you, Luke. Appreciate you. Take care. All right, buddy. We will see you soon on the scoreboard show. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Roll Tide.